Welcome to the CFB Dynasty Podcast with hosts Matt Knowles and Brian McElfish. Hey everybody, how you doing out there? This is Matt Knowles and Brian McElfish. We are here with the CFBDynasty.com College Fantasy Football Podcast after week three, heading into week four. BMAC, how you doing over there today? Hey, man, I'm doing good. Uh, just here at the Searchalytics office, ready to get started. Uh, ran really just kind of getting geared up for uh, a big week four. We got some great information for you today, some great segments. We have a new segment. We will not even tell you what it's going to be until we get there, but it's going to be a fun one. And as always, we're going to have BMAX brisket lock, something that's starting to become viral out there on our Discord channel on the internet. Can't wait to hear what BMAX brisket lock is going to be for this week. And we also want to know what your brisket locks are going to be. We want you to go up to the Discord channel, and we want you to be able to tell us if you agree with BMAX brisket lock. And if you had a chance to put a brisket lock up, what would yours be? We want to make this an interactive segment with you guys on our Discord channel. All right. So we're going to go straight into the news and notes. Uh, first thing we're going to start with is the week three reactions. BMAC, what are your reactions to what happened in college football in week three? First of all, we'll stay close to home. Bad Anthony Richardson continues. Um, you know, not the guy we saw in week one against Utah. It's the same one that we saw against Kentucky. Just inaccurate, not great. Seemingly... Uh, just like in a rut, unable to get out of it. So I don't know what we're going to see this week against Tennessee, but uh, I'm certainly giving the wife some money to kind of take the kids away so I can watch that one completely alone, uh, Florida against Tennessee. But um, man, he looked like a potential superstar, someone you could get at a good value in DFS after week one and not happening. Um Next note you got down there is Cunningham, the Cunningham comeback. Who are we talking about here? I know, but let's make sure the listeners know. Yeah, Malik Cunningham uh, against Florida State had a good game, you know, over 100 yards rushing, a uh, few touchdowns. And uh, it was nice to see because he almost made uh, that other segment you talked about that we'll be uh, doing oh, here in a little yeah. bit. Yeah, he, he, he heard that segment was coming up and he's like, I don't want nothing to do with that. So get me in the other note section. Mm -hmm. All right, then we got some guys breaking out. Yeah, Nick Singleton. So he just broke out again. This time it was on the road at a hostile environment in the SEC. And, man, Penn State just crushed Auburn. So Singleton specifically looked great. He did lose a couple goal line carries, which you hate to see if you're a Singleton owner, to his fellow freshmen. So we're going to yeah. see kind of how that plays out. But... He is uh, a top 20 running back start for us this week for the first time. Yeah, I love seeing that. I've had my eyes on him for since the draft. Since we did our drafts, I definitely have my mm -hmm. eyes on Singleton. Um, yeah, see, to see a freshman like that be able to excel is, is really awesome. So Ohio State had a blowout victory, but in those blowouts, you can kind of see what's the pecking order uh, for you know the backups. These are people that you can look at to potentially stash. So... Dallas Hayden, maybe that guy. Um, he had over 100 yards and a touchdown on less than 20 carries, and uh, <clears throat> he he was solid. And then one more uh, for me would be J 
just the the share of the the rushes that uh, Raheem Sanders is getting at Arkansas. They're one of the best, most balanced offenses in the country. I think they're averaging over 240 yards rushing and passing. Um, and Rocket Sanders is getting uh, a good bulk of those carries. So that's awesome to see. He's like one of the most stable running backs that you can just pretty much start against anyone. So uh, this is going to lead us into some of our other thoughts for week three. There was a lot of injuries this week, a lot of major injuries. Uh, the first one on BMAC's head, we're talking about the USC Fresno State game. BMAC, let's talk about the major injury coming out of that contest. Yeah, so it was supposed to be a shootout and like about a 10-point spread, I think, in that game. But USC just beat them down. Hayner ended up getting carted off and is expected to be out for a while. So uh, Yeah, that, that man, is that not good. We, yeah. we talked about that offense last week. They are loaded at wide receiver. Uh, they have a, a really fast-paced offense. If they don't have that quarterback to be able to uh, – distribute that ball to him. That could take the value of all of their wide receivers, including Jalen Cropper, and uh, really, really uh, compromise that. Yep. There were some wide receivers that uh, that got injured this week. Hopefully, they'll have a chance to come back this week. We got Nathaniel Dell from Houston, Cedric Tillman from Tennessee. I know that BMAC is hoping that Cedric Till might just be sat this for one week. Maybe he's out <laughs> this week versus Florida, and then he'll come back later on for personal reasons. But um. Yeah, any uh, updated notes on either Tank or Cedric on that side, BMAC? Nothing, uh, nothing new yet. So we should ho <clears throat> hopefully get some good news about that uh, Thursday or Friday, but nothing yet. But again, this is also college football where uh, where coaches love to to, uh, to game the injury report. One of the most frustrating things about college football where we don't get accurate injury information. Hopefully something happens. This is going to be a, a, uh, re a, a repeated refrain on these podcasts, the injury report getting uh, getting a little more normalization there is going to be huge as the years go on. Yep. Um, the last thing I want to do, I want to make sure we give a shout out to uh, Texas Tech linebacker Bryce Ramirez. Uh, if anybody was watching the NC State Texas Tech game, you saw he had a horrific injury, a compound fracture, a bone actually sticking out of his leg. Uh, he's Glad a, I missed this. Uh, former walk on that was getting his first start as a as a scholarship athlete for Texas Tech. And a friendly fire injury, no contact with NC State. The NC State player actually got out of the way. Uh, his own teammate hit him in the leg, and it was just an absolutely gruesome injury. Uh, broadcast had to cut away for 10, 15 minutes while they mm. dealt with him. He's been stuck at uh, NC State in a Raleigh area hospital for the last couple of days, had multiple surgeries. But, uh, you know, got to give my, my guys, NC State, some pats on the back. The players, uh, Dave Dorn, has even gone up and been uh, visiting with him and uh, keeping his spirits up uh, while he's uh, in the hospital there. But, Big shout out to Bryce Ramirez. You never want to see anybody get injured. We may be competitive. Um, we may all root for our teams, but nobody wants to see a potential, potential career-threatening injury like what happened to Bryce Ramirez for Texas Tech. So big shout yeah, out. No doubt. Hope, hopefully he can uh, recover quickly from that, that terrible injury that he had. Ugh, that's awful. Awful. So, BMAC, you said you want to go to the year-to-date top fantasy performers at each position. Uh, this is one of the things that uh, that is um, – We'll play into the algorithm that you guys have coming out uh, in, in the CFB dynasty back offices um, mm -hmm. where uh, you can see uh, not just what the, the totals are, but you're going to be able to see what the trends are. So uh, let's go look at this, uh, the top fantasy performers by position right now. Yeah, sure. So actually, let me go ahead for the, everyone on YouTube, go ahead and share my screen. So as you're looking at fan tracks here and I've, I've picked uh, one of the leagues that I'm in here specifically, not our, our home CFB Dynasty League, 
<clears throat> because it's got we've got some bonuses and stuff that affect the scoring. So this is more of a standard scoring format here. Um, and I've <clears throat> what I'm looking at for performance is not just total fantasy points. If I'm coming in here looking for like waiver wire pickups, I'm looking for consistency and I'm looking for, you know, favoring fantasy points per game. So number one for quarterbacks, Todd Santero. James Madison so far. He's got 85.98 points in this league, 43 a game. Um, and then second, we've got Spencer Sanders, 41.25 points. Uh, Drake May, 40.6, comes in at number three. Jarrett Schrader, who uh, we were high on. Not top five high, but we were high on Schrader going into this year uh, with the new OC at Syracuse. He's averaging 39 a game. And then fifth, Davis Brin. We all saw that one coming, didn't we, from Tulsa? 37 <laughs> fantasy points a game. But that's one of the great things about college is that you can have guys like that that come from completely out of nowhere. There are just too many teams, too many players, too much information that we don't get and too many variables that you, you, don't, you don't see on the pro side. And it's so great seeing these guys that just come out of completely out of nowhere. I mean, you even look back to, to Joe Burrow um, when he became the, the star that he was. Joe Burrow was not really on a lot of people's radars the year before. That's not, at, not, at the, not at the level that he was at, you know, uh, in, in, his, uh, in his top year. So it's yep. great being able to see these guys that, that really excel and just completely come out of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some of the top guys that we had up there are like top 10, top 11, CJ Stroud, Caleb Williams, Bryce Young, <clears throat> and, and we'll expect their performances to, to kind of continue to grow and that kind of stuff. A lot of our top guys are up there, but <clears throat> some of those guys are surprising. Let's take a look at running backs real quick. So number one, fantasy points per game, Evan Hull, um, man, surprising. He had like whatever, 13, 14 touches uh, or catches the other day, um, I think two weeks ago. And then Mohamed Ibrahim, number two, awesome to see. I, I know a lot of people were just crushing him in rankings. I think we had him higher than everyone else um, just because he got hurt against Ohio State week one. He chose to come back, make a big comeback year, and he's looked so good. I really hope that continues for him um, yeah, because he could be a – NFL style running back. I, I was actually really shocked and surprised that everybody was uh, had him solo. I kind of felt like there was a little bit of a snowball effect there because one service ranked him low. Everybody's like, well, we should probably be ranking him low as well. I really felt like in the preseason, he was probably one of the the guys that was getting the least amount of love for, for unknown reasons. Um, so I was glad to see CFB had him a little bit higher in the rankings. Yeah, that Achilles tear is one to... That's, that's tough to come back from, and you really just don't know, but... Ibrahim looks great. Um, Bijan, no shock. He was RB2 for us going this season. He's RB3 so far in fantasy points per game. Who we talked about earlier, Rocket Sanders, or Raheem Sanders uh, for Arkansas. He comes in at number four. And then Aiden Robbins, UNLV senior running back. We'll see if that continues. Um, he's averaging 26.87 points per game. Um, and now let's switch over to receiver. Uh, your boy, Matt, Chris Thornton, number one, 32.6 let's, let's 
fantasy points per game so far. You think he's going to continue that against their toughest opponent so far, App State on the road? That's a, it's, it's a trip when you look at that game and you're like, man, this could be a, this, this could be a significant game in college football. James Madison and App State. App State has been uh, showing that they are they're one of the they're, they're the Coastal Carolina of 2022 if they keep it up. Uh, another one that everyone clearly saw coming, Charlie Jones, 31 fantasy points per game for Purdue. And uh, just when you think like midway through that game that, oh, maybe maybe it was an anomaly the first couple weeks. Nope, he catches a long touchdown, ends with a bunch of touches. Like uh, he's killing it at Purdue, clearly the go-to guy. When we all thought it was going to be Tyrone Tracy based on what we read going into the season. And, and we kind of relied on that and that, that kind of reading got us ahead on Rondale Moore uh, years ago when he was, you know, breaking out as a freshman in practice. We were thinking Tyrone Tracy was going to be that guy potentially this year. Um, Charlie Jones has been that guy. Um, no shocker at number three, Rasheed Rice, SMU, averaging 26 a game. Xavier Hutchinson at Iowa State. That's pretty much uh, a surprise that he's doing that well, 25 a game. And then Ali Jennings at Old Dominion uh, comes in at number five with just under 25 points a game. Um, so yeah, that's that's uh, interesting here. The top five for each position, just kind of going over a little recap of where we're at. Um, and that's a perfect lead-in for our next segment. All right, we told you guys we had a new segment this week. This week we're going to have the new segment. What is it? It's the milk carton. Last week, we talked about the players we're mad at. This week, we're going to be talking about the players that have made us sad. We're so sad because we went into the grocery store. We picked up a gallon of 2%, and on the back of that milk carton, there it is. There's our college fantasy football player. Where have they gone? We're so sad that we can't even find them. BMAC, let's get this thing started. Tyler Van Dyke, averaging 12, 13 points a game. In fantasy, yikes. Uh, it's one of those things that you just kind of didn't see coming. You, you thought like the passing game is one thing that they knew they had going into the season. And it might be receivers like as the detriment there for Miami. And it doesn't look like it's getting better sooner. So Tyler, Tyler Van, Van Dyke. Come back to us, baby. Yes. Where have you gone? <laughs> All right. Second one here. Uh, we warned them. You want to take this one? We warned the people. Oh, you know what? I think you. I think you got a Brennan Armstrong. We warned you of it. But you know what, BMAC? I think you. You keep telling them the reasons for. I'm just gonna emotionally react. I can't believe Brennan Armstrong is gone, baby. Come on, Brennan Armstrong. Again, I'm an ACC fan. I want to see you doing good. But you're nowhere to be found. His top top six O linemen were gone. Also going into the season, the wide receiver production is gone. What's going on, Virginia? UVA, come on. The next, um, one, the next milk carton, I picked it up, and I see a face. It's Jackson Dart. BMAC, let's talk about how disappointed we are, how sad we are in Jackson Dart right now. We, this is another one we warned everyone. Like, the, the risk level was high. Um, the hype videos, everything we saw at USC, pretty much stayed at USC. What's going on, Jackson Dart? They've given up on the pass at Ole Miss. They're just a running team now, and uh, that's weird to see from a Lane Kiffin offense. Jackson Dart, 
Need you to make a comeback. And you're on my team, too. Come on, dude. <laughs> Next, we got a couple of high-profile guys, guys that we never expected to go missing. Trey Henderson. Where have you gone, Trey Henderson? Can't believe it. Our running back won. Yes, he was hurt one game or part of a game. But dang, this has been rough. Then you got Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs, you transferred from Georgia Tech from a running offense to Alabama, a school that puts wide receivers and running backs into the NFL on a regular basis. If you're the RB1 in Alabama, you're probably guaranteed to be headed to the NFL. But where this, have you gone? And this should be directed more at the OC. Like his yards per touch is so good. Like he's electric when he gets the ball. He just doesn't get it enough. Uh, what's going on here, Alabama? And I'm going to skip ahead to another Alabama guy that's really painful to me and, and personable, or personal to my fantasy team, Jermaine Burton. We had him ranked so high. He was so good at Georgia. Just thought, oh, coming out of a running offense, he'll finally be able to get featured at Alabama. It just hasn't happened for him yet. Not getting the targets. It could be him not getting open. But even the last game against UL Monroe or whoever Alabama played, Bryce Young with two more picks, the passing offense is not clicking yet. Yeah, it's very, very uh, surprising to see an Alabama offense that is not very obvious as to who the fantasy stars are going to be. It's been three, four years where you know every single week you're going to get production out of the top wide receivers, uh, the top running backs. So this year it's been kind of a crapshoot, and it's really odd. I think it's good for fantasy football because it means you can't just go in and just, you know, not even think about it. You've really got to pay attention. But it still doesn't yeah. make it any less sad that Jermaine Burton is on the back of that milk carton. Matt, how would you feel if I told you Quentin Johnston – TCU in this new just pass heavy offense was averaging 3.45 fantasy points per game for a total of 6.9 fantasy points. BMAC, I'd be four. so sick to my stomach. I would <laughs> I would feel like I not only picked up a milk carton and saw his face on the back, but the milk carton was from a couple weeks ago. The milk had been spoiled. I drank some of it and now I'm getting a little bit of a a little bit of a, a rumble in the jungle right now because I'm so upset. <laughs> From this this bad milk carton that I picked up with his face on it. Come on now. Come on now. Get off of the milk carton. Get yourself back into the good reactions from the CFB Dynasty podcast. All right. I've got another one specifically for you here. Now, this is 11.5 fantasy points per game for Miles Price at Texas Tech. But that's not where we drafted him in most cases. You took him yeah. a little higher because you expected him to be a wide receiver one or wide receiver two. Yeah, not at all in the uh, in the leagues that uh, that that I play in. Most of them are college pro dynasties. So um, the college players you're drafting are the ones that were not on a team previously. And uh, Miles Price was up in the top half of the first round of guys that were going to be the up and comers coming into this season. There was a lot of discussion. I think that in both of the the main leagues, um, I think he was drafted in the top half of the first round because of the players that are out there. And if you're a Miles Price owner. You know, what you see on the back of your milk carton is fantasy production. You see your score on the back of a milk carton because Miles Price is just not doing it. He's probably costing you some games because you expected him to uh, to be be helping you to have those big weeks and put you over the top. And he is not doing it right now. Let's turn it around, Miles Price. And speaking of turning around, 
I need to have a little huddle with the last two here, and then we'll move on to news and notes. Kayshawn Boutte, Xavier Worthy, I need something from you guys this week. And that's a touchdown. Uh, Worthy's got one on the year. Boutte has none. Uh, really awful start here. Having these two guys on your team, you just kind of expect they're going to be... They're, they're like matchup proof. You can play them against anyone every week, uh, and they're featured in their offense. And now, what am I going to do if these two guys don't produce? Lose? No, I hope not. Um, so, need you guys to step it up. That is the end of this segment. All right. So, like I said, you guys, that's the new segment this week. It's the Milk Carton um, hopefully next week there's going to be less guys on the milk carton, but we know that's not the case. There's going to be guys that are going to going to be guys that are going to disappoint every single week. If you're out there and you're a college fantasy, if you're a college football player and you're watching this segment, use it as motivation. Be like, man, I don't want to be on that CFB Dynasty podcast milk carton segment. No way, man. I want to be the brisket lock. Yeah, I kind of love to see and and NFL players obviously are more familiar and get more mentions about fantasy for sure. But you love to see like Leonard Fournette apologize to his fantasy owners and promise touchdowns. We need some of that out of you guys here. Uh, so we'll see. Let's let's get into some news and notes, and then uh, we'll, we'll go into the good news, go into the rankings, talk about some of the stuff we've added to the rankings this week. But let's get the news and notes rolling along here. News and Notes. All right, so um, I've got uh, one of the guys on the Discord, PNW Husker, just asked in our injury news channel, any word on the Trey, Trey Henderson injury? Well, I forgot we had an injury news channel, to be quite honest. So I'm going to share my screen, add that to our stream here. Um, we're going to be posting everything here instead of me going into each conference and posting conference-specific news. We're just going to keep it all in injury news so you can kind of scour that um, in one spot. Um, but yeah, we've Chris Ottman-Bell out for the season. That that sucks, man. He, he, was, uh, he had a pretty good start to the year. Um, Blaine Gabbert, most likely out for the season. Uh, or sorry, Brett Gabbert. Miami, Ohio. Um, Keaton Slovis. Um, now, these are just the stupid quotes that we get from coaches. Uh, the quote is, he uh, appears to be out of the woods, um, clearing uh, concussion protocol. So he threw in pregame last week, but didn't play, said that he could have played. So we'll see what happens this week. Um, at Texas. All quarterbacks are practicing. Um, so that includes Quinn Ewers. Not expecting him. It is huge. Uh, and Malik Murphy. Not expecting either of those to play. But it's supposed to be a quicker return than the initial reported four to six weeks. Uh, so for Xavier Worthy, without cueing the piano music, uh, we would love to have Quinn Ewers <laughs> back. <laughs> um <laughs> Jordan Travis um, will be evaluated as the week progresses. He was hurt in the last game, lower leg injury, and nothing concrete now, except for, as you would love to hear, he tweeted out, 
great news. Let's get it after a, a visit to the doctor, I assume. Um, Byron Cardwell. And this is one of those where uh, he could make the, the mad at you segment because he practiced, he warmed up, and then didn't play at all in the last game. So um, he was held out um, Saturday, did practice Monday, not 100% yet, but hopeful for this week. Tay McWilliams, running back Baylor, still is questionable. Uh, may take longer to return. Had a, uh, a head injury. So we're going to see on that one. While he's out, the freshman there is uh, kind of uh, opening some eyes, raising some eyebrows there. Um, BYU. Gunnar Romney and Puka Nakua could play this week. Too soon to tell. Josh Downs has practiced this week. Appears to be on track to play. Huge game Notre, uh, against Notre Dame there. Jacoby George, speedy receiver out of Miami, broke his thumb last weekend and expected to miss a couple weeks. Eric Gilbert for Georgia, still day-to-day. Um, and then Evan Stewart and Chris Marshall, the the freshman phenom wide receivers at A&M should be available to play Saturday after the suspensions. All right, so is that the, all the news and notes that we have right now? Are we just going through the injury report, or, or do we have anything else? I feel like we've covered a lot in the other segments already for the additional <sighs> news and notes. So I feel like we're good to go. Yeah, man, that that is it. All right, well, that being the case, it's time to get down to the segment that everybody looks forward to that is one below the brisket lock. You know, brisket lock may be the number one, but the rankings going through the top five and why we got the top five at each position on CFBDynasty.com. Let's head on over to the website. Week four rankings. Who do we have at the top five at each position? Yeah, so quickly before we get into it, you'll see we've added W3 as a column header. That just stands for week three, basically. So we're looking at the three trailing weeks. Um, So next week, you'll see week one go away, and we'll add week four just because we don't want this to get so wide. I'm thinking about making that a separate tool, though, where you can kind of see each week how uh, they finished, whether they were, you know, QB1 or QB22 or whatever. Uh, That's going to be a different project to kind of work on to improve this so that it's like a consistency tool because consistency is key here. That's what you want to see. And that's why we don't just list out fantasy points total and fantasy points per game because if one week someone just busted two long touchdowns and that's half of their production on the season – you know, that's not really valuable to you. You want that week-in, week-out production, and that's how you can really win your league. So starting off at the top, um, who we're kind of most comfortable with at number one is Bryce Young at Alabama. They they host Vanderbilt uh, in SEC play, a uh, night game. And uh, he's averaging 34 a game right now. The projected score is 49 to 9. I, I don't expect anything but Alabama's best effort just because they haven't looked really great. Um, kind of in the power ranking world, Georgia has surpassed Alabama, meaning if Georgia and Bama played today on a neutral site, Georgia would be favored, I think, by two and a half or three points. Um, and that's flipped completely. Uh, you know, it was the inverse when the season started. So Bama is certainly not clicking on all cylinders, and I expect that offense to improve. At number two, 
We've got Austin Reed, Western Kentucky, uh, filling in here. He's averaging 34, just under 34 fantasy points a game. Um, they're projected to score about 48 against Florida International, so it's a big mismatch there. Expect the best from Corley and all the and Daywood, all the Western Kentucky guys there. So should have a an easy you know start option there for your lineups at number three got caleb williams usc they're playing at oregon state a nice blowout last week for usc man i think uh i think they're gonna be potentially exciting can't wait to see them match up like against uh utah or somebody like that but oregon state should be a good matchup the spread is only six and a half but it should be uh a shootout here so you're getting consistent play out of um caleb williams so week one 29 points then 38 then 35 and a half last week so i expect that to continue from from caleb williams um at number four we've got cj stroud even though he's playing against wisconsin it is a home game uh ohio state's projected to score 37 not quite sure What's up with Trey Henderson and if he's going to play a lot? I think you'll see that passing game continue to be featured in Ohio State uh, for a while now. Uh, 45 and a half fantasy points last week. Um, and then at number five, we've got Will Rogers. Uh, I think Mississippi State's going to really want to have a comeback week. He had a down week three last week so don't let the 12 and a half points last week's uh you know shy you away from starting him this week i think he's a great start bounce back it should be a, a good feeling beat down for mississippi state at home against bowling green with a, a 30 point spread on that one and if you're someone that has watched this podcast or listened to this podcast um week to week you can see last week it was all upper end power five quarterbacks that were in the top five this week you've got austin reed that um, is Western Kentucky against Florida International that's jumped all the way up to number two. And Will Rogers, even though he's a, he's a power five quarterback, look at who his opponent is. He's playing against Bowling Green this week. But you've also got some of the guys that, you know, C.J. Stroud, he's playing against a Wisconsin team that is a solid team. So there are some guys that you're just going to play no matter what. They are going mm -hmm. to rise above their opponents. Some guys are going to jump up there just because of the matchup. So that's always something to, to keep in mind. It's not always just the name, it's who they're playing. Yeah, and you know, the beginning of the year, this is all manual work. Um, so like as I'm going through, it's like, would I start our QB6, John Reese Plumley, who has a great matchup? They're actually a 20-point favorite at home at the bounce house against Georgia Tech. Um, expecting a, a coach firing any day now from Georgia Tech. Um, but would I actually start him over CJ Stroud? Uh, and no, no, I wouldn't. Uh, like I fully believe in the consistency that that Stroud provides. And that's why he's, you know, just a couple spots ahead. They're both fantastic starts this week. All right, BMAC, let's switch on down to the running backs. Running back one, you've already talked about him once on this broadcast already. Evan Hull from Northwestern. Yeah, really? Running back one, um, Evan Hull and running back two, Muhammad Ibrahim, or Ibrahim. They don't have the best matchups, but because they're used so much in their offenses, they are matchup proof. Uh, neither of those teams are great at throwing the ball. Um, and if they do, they throw a lot to the running backs. So I like Hull. I like Ibrahim this week, even though 
you know, their offenses are projected to score 29 and a half and 26 and a half respectively against their opponents. So um, I like those two a lot. We've got Bijan Robinson at Texas Tech. Um, that's, you know, we, we had him ranked number one last week, knowing going into the game they had injury issues at quarterback. And he ended up with a big game, well over 100 yards, three touchdowns. Um, I don't expect too much different this week at Texas Tech, a 33-27-ish to 27 -ish point game. Um, should be a fun one there. And then we got a new addition to the uh, top five coming all the way up, not from Alabama, but from South Alabama, yes. Damian Webb. Yeah, Webb, that whole team, like – they are they're a, a fantasy they've you know you have to pay attention to them if if you have a player pool with you know south alabama in it webb is going to be a weekly starter he's averaging 24 and a half a game and then listen to this consistency over the last three weeks 24 and a half 25 23 and a half like i can get on board with that like that's the kind of uh consistency you want to see out of out of one of your starting running backs. Absolutely, absolutely. And the number five, the last running back for this broadcast. Yeah, four touchdowns last week. Blake Corum um, going up against Maryland. And uh, Maryland's got a really good passing offense, which is going to make this game interesting. But Michigan's at home. It's a noon game, and they're going to rely on their run game. We still don't know what's up with Donovan Edwards yet. Um, and if he plays, that might drop quorum a little bit in these rankings but we're planning on edwards not getting a ton of touches and quorum getting the bulk uh load and he 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 scored 37 last week they're a 17 point home favorite so if they pull away from maryland or there's a couple turnovers earlier in the game i just expect them to kind of lean on that ground game and and quorum and that's probably what we'll see all right, let's jump on down to wide receivers. Go over the top five at wide receiver. All right, at receiver this week, wide receiver one for us, Charlie Jones, Purdue. He's been so consistent and elite. He's The last three weeks, he's had 27, then 36, then 30 fantasy points per game. It's a 20-point spread against Florida Atlantic. Uh, should be an easy home win for Purdue. At number two, Rasheed Rice for SMU. He's been very consistent as, as well. Exactly what you want to see. He could have a lot more points if he was able to kind of capitalize on some touchdown opportunities. So he's got a boom potential on top of what he's already doing, averaging 26 a game. So uh, another shootout, they host TCU this week. So that spread is, or the over under 70 and the uh well 69 and a half and then it's a 34 to 35 and a half point game uh so it should be a close shootout and maybe just maybe we'll see quentin johnston do something and hop off the milk carton there um <laughs> for tcu but jordan addison uh is number three for us at uh usc they're you know, at Oregon State, we've talked about this. Over-under is 70. Um, one of the best receivers in the game. Potentially the best in college, at least. We'll see. But, uh, you know, he won the Blitnikoff last year. So, 
he's he's clearly the number one target. You kind of worried about Mario Williams and the chemistry coming over there from Oklahoma, but no, nah, Jordan Addison's just that dude. So we'll expect that to continue. And then uh, Ali Jennings at wide receiver four, Old Dominion. Great matchup against Arkansas State. They should score around 33 points. So plenty of opportunities and targets for, for Jennings. And then your boy Matt comes in at number three. Um, even though it's not the best matchup for James Madison, so App State on the road, Madison is a seven and a half point dog. But, you know, Thornton's going to get his. Um, you know, North Carolina put up whatever, 62 against uh, App State. Um, not comparing the two offenses, but you know, there's opportunities to be had against against App State. So, absolutely. Um, we'll see. You know, Thornton. He's up there because the not because of the matchup, but mostly because of how uh, you know much of a target share he gets. And they're yeah, his, his, yeah, his utilization is is one of the hot the tops in college sports right now. So yeah, he's he's always going to get utilized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, we've got all of these rankings in here. So, you know, go through there. If you have any questions, hit us up on, on Twitter, on Discord, whatever. But, you know, those are up there for you to use as a tool to kind of have all the data right in front of you and make those lineup decisions with a clear mind. Because, you know, if there's anything, uh, you know, I know about, a you know, fantasy owner psychology is that you just want that, you want someone else to blame. Uh, for yep. those lineup decisions, for those tough ones. So use the tool, <laughs> you know, that'll help you out. Yeah, you, you don't want to be in a situation like last week in the pros where uh, if I only would have started to attack of Iloa and got 70 <laughs> points. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> All right. So uh, I guess, BMAC, I guess it's now time for the segment that everybody looks out for, and that is BMAC's brisket lock. BMAC, who is your brisket lock? And the next question is, why do we not have music yet for your brisket lock? I think you need to get on Fiverr. You need to get somebody to get the BMAX brisket lock theme song ready to go. <laughs> yeah, let me go with uh, Tavion Thomas. Um, let's see. We've got him. Uh, Hold on. I'm going to use the search tool. So if you're on here, you can see these are all filters that you can just start typing in player name. We've got Tavion Thomas as an RB31. Now this is based on the data, kind of based on the year-to-date stats. So he's only averaging 15.7 uh, fantasy points per game, but they, they're in Pac-12 play. They're on the road. He's their star player. I think they're going to rely on him as they uh, beat down a team at Arizona State who just fired their coach, Herm Edwards, play to win the game. Well, they've lost a lot of games, um, and now they're probably, you know, going to be, I don't know, like you'll see how they respond. They just don't strike me as a team that's going to rally around and kind of overcome. Like they just haven't looked good even against in inferior opponents this year. Um, so I think Utah's going to go in and crush Arizona State, and Tavion Thomas is going to be a big part of that brisket lock of the week. So, BMAC, let's go back. How did your brisket lock last week do? Do you feel good about the fact that you're there with the performance of last week's brisket lock? Yes. So, let me uh, pull up the notes real quick from last week um, just to make sure 
I remember the right player, but I know. Okay, yeah, it was <clears throat> Marquez Cooper, and he was really good. He had a couple touchdowns. Um, I think he had around a hundred yards or something like that. And it was a beatdown for Kent State. You know, we talked about their schedule going at Washington, at Oklahoma. Then they get the breath of fresh air against Long Island. And now they go at Georgia. So you're not going to start him again this week. But, um, yeah, he was, uh, he was great. Far outperformed all the other performances he's had this year. And uh, he's going to be a baller for you coming up after week four. Like we said, uh, we want you guys on the Discord channel to do some hashtag brisket locks of your own. We want to see who is someone who is outside the top fives, outside the 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 upper level consciousness that you think is going to have a good week. On Friday, night, I posted the obvious one for me. I will, we'll make sure we don't pick the same brisket locks every week. I said Demi Sumo Carmier for NC State. I felt like he was going to have a big week. Uh, 14 carries, 54 yards, and a touchdown. Four receptions, 93 yards, and a touchdown. He could have had a much bigger week. He has some some uh, turnover issues, but uh, he definitely had uh, had a lot of points out there. He's going to be the number one guy at NC State. But Jordan Houston did have a great uh, a great game as well. So they could definitely be the uh, the Bam Knight Ricky Person combination for the pack. I went with the easy one. Let BMAC have the one that was going to be a little more technical there. But we definitely want to know who your who your brisket locks are going to be. We'll make sure that we post them up there as well. Yeah, and he's beating out our milk carton guy Trey Henderson, RB one. Your boy Sumo's beating him out in points per game. Unbelievable. So we're going to go to a, something really quick. Um, we always want to just touch on things that, that pop up um, in our leagues. Um, what happens when you have a player that the systems have him at a position that is probably not the position that he's playing at? Um, I know a lot of leagues will just say, hey, we want to be hands off. If the system says you can play X player at wide receiver, even though they're clearly a quarterback, you just want to go and do that. We have always gone with the uh, with the mentality that says we do not want our league to be decided because of a technicality or a limitation in the system where the league is running. Um, last year in the pros, uh, we had an issue with uh, Cordero Patterson, where some sites had moved him from wide receiver to running back. Some sites were allowing him to be played at both. Some sites were saying he was a wide receiver only, where it was clear even on the Atlanta Falcons depth chart on their own personal website, their official website said he was now running back only. Um, why do we bring this up? There's a player right now in college fantasy football that's having the same kind of situation, and that's C.J. Donaldson from West Virginia. He's listed as a tight end, but C.J. Donaldson, if you listen to his stats for the year, he's had three receptions for four yards, and he now has got uh, 30, almost 30 carries with almost 300 yards rushing and six rushing touchdowns. That is not a tight end. Um, we do not have the ability. We're not going to go in there in the system and forcibly change him to a running back. But what we've decided in these leagues is if you want to pick him up, because a lot of our leagues, you've got player number limitations. You can have three tight ends, four tight ends. We don't want somebody picking up a tight end, playing them as a tight end, and getting running back stats because that creates an unfair advantage just because of a system technicality. We say that a player like that, you can pick him up, you can have him as a tight end, but you can only play him at flex. Yep. Um, yeah, so, major key. So if you have guys like that that come up, um, always think about common sense. Is this guy really a tight end? I know the tight end is always tough. You go back to Jalen Samuels a couple years ago where uh, 
where the ACC added a new position called H for the guys that were the sometimes running back, sometimes tight end, sometimes wide receivers, just kind of like that catch-all position. But that position does not transfer over to fantasy football. It's always tough to um, to deal with players like that. But if you've got uh, a C.J. Donaldson issue in your league, we suggest, hey, let the guy pick him up wherever he wants. We can only be played at flex until they fix his position. Absolutely, man. That's, that's one of those things, though. If you're playing on DraftKings and you can fill a tight end position with someone like that, oh, you can make a lot of money doing that kind of stuff. If you can find a CJ Donaldson at tight end and uh, play him and he's getting, you know, carries and stuff. So use it to your advantage. But yeah, if you're in your league and you're a commissioner, you know, that's, that's important to kind of get it out in front of those things and uh, make sure that's written into your constitution. Matt always does a great job with, with our league. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, rules, like I said, we always try to make aware. Don't have rules just in your head. Get them written down so that that way, if a situation comes up in the center in the, in the league, you can go refer back to that that written document to let the document be able to uh, to deal with those kind of situations. We've had the, uh, we call it the Ryan Tannehill rule in all of our leagues for a long time. Um, yeah. We've referenced it uh, previously where with Ryan Tannehill, he was a college-wide receiver. Um, he became the starting quarterback at Texas A&M but the sites did not make that switch. Um, they were a week late making the switch. We actually had a guy start him at wide receiver and get 65 points. Um, Gordon, he basically, Gordon yep. Miller. Gordon against Miller. Come me. on. Come on, Gordy. Come on, Gordy. <laughs> Gordy is one of the most rules um, centric dudes you'll ever be, but he's like, Hey guys, the, the system allowed me to do it. So uh, he helped us to bring in the Ryan Tannehill rule. Um <laughs> <laughs> and that's just basically the catch-off. You've got a guy that the system is forcing him to be playing out of position when it's very clear that that's not what his position is. But you also have to be reasonable. You don't want to be like, um, hey, the system says this guy's a wide receiver. He's getting carries. Why is that? A lot of wide receivers get into round carries or they get go into the backfield. You don't want to be over-administrating. Just use common sense. I sent a little trade offer to Uncle Joe. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what he does. You know, the famous Uncle Joe. Um, looks like he hasn't checked it because his, his lineup's not set yet. So uh, we'll we'll see if he ever responds. Um, and hopefully he listens to this podcast and, and then remembers because he's got a doubleheader this week. So. <laughs> and for those of you, for those of you guys that listened to the podcast last week, we talked about fan tracks and their 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 beta of trying to have auto subs, which is something that's needed in college fantasy football. It looks like uh, the second week of them having that that um, that option out there still didn't work right. We had some issues as well. So um, we know fan tracks is working on it in the background. We know that they are trying to get that that up and going for everybody. But if you're a league that's utilizing that, absolutely make sure that um, you're paying attention to it as a commission, that you're paying attention to as a player because it's doing some just random uh, switches of players in and out that's causing uh, the wins and losses to change, which is going to cause your waiver wires to change. So just be on top of it. If you want to use it right now, use it at your own risk until we are assured that Fantrax is, uh, has got that thing locked down. Yeah, if you don't use the minor position in your league, that would be a good like workaround to just say, Put some people in your minors. Those are the people that are going to be your reserve starters for the unlisted injury or the, the, the unlisted suspension that you just, just don't see before the game. So if you want to declare them in a different way, minors, I think, is a great, great way to do it. Yeah, and the other way that you can do it is uh, I know that in all of our, our college pro leagues, we have chat apps. Uh, we use Slack or Discord. 
um, go up there and make sure, hey, guys, here's what my uh, here's my quarterback, running back, wide receiver if I've got a, an unlisted that needs to go into. So that way you have it documented. And then after the play week is done, if somebody needs to uh, get switched or during the week, if somebody or during the, the, the game week on Saturday, if somebody needs to get switched, um, the commissions can go in there and make that switch for you. But yeah, just make sure you have that thing documented. Hopefully it can get automated. But uh, yeah, it definitely is not definitely is not there yet. Oh, you're going up against the brisket lock this week. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. But uh, looking at your lineup here against Danny, that's going to be a, a good game there. Yeah, I, I hope I. You know what? You always, you always got to be Danny. Danny is like the Buffalo Bills. Danny is like the Alabamas, where if you see him on the schedule, you're going to put your best foot forward because you want to make sure that if you, only, you know, if you only get two wins in a year, one of them has got to be against Danny Tucker. <laughs> if you guys knew Danny Tucker, you'd understand why. I know once this podcast posts, we're going to both get messages. Why are you talking about me on the podcast, fellas? What's going on? <laughs> oh, it's good to work in the home league. I still want to feature our home league on the site. That's Absolutely. Point, but, Absolutely. Uh, you know what? You know what? That's a good thing. Why don't we? We're going to put this out there to the Discord. Discord. Put some questions up there. We ask you about questions about the league. Why don't you ask us some questions about our home league? Why don't you ask us some questions about, you know, the people that are in it? Who's your favorite guy to go against? Who's the guy that causes the most hassle and why? We'll see if we answer them or not. You know, we got no problem with talking about the home league, getting those guys some props. <laughs> yeah, and I, I totally whiffed on uh, asking questions on the Discord for this podcast. So we'll get it going for next week's podcast. And uh Looking forward to, you know, working on the algorithm sound this weekend and uh, potentially on the podcast, we'll give you guys just a, a sneak peek at that, hopefully going into week five, where you can see here's my manual rankings versus our algorithm. And then eventually we're going to launch the algorithm as a tool, a bunch more players than the standard rankings, um, because it will do a lot of the work for us. Uh, so that part's going to be awesome. So, BMAC, is there anything else you want to talk about on this podcast? Or do you just want to go and tell them where they can get a hold of you if uh, when this podcast is done? Yeah, so um, hit us up on the Discord. That's really where we want the community to be. I love the, the interaction there, and we want to just continue to grow that. Um, Discord right now is free, and, uh, man, we look forward to getting those DMs, those chats on the Discord, and... And the community on there is really good that we're building. It's still super young. Like, we just started it before the season. But I think we've got a 160-ish uh, college football fanatics on there who play fantasy. So they're a great resource. And it's a great place to go and be angry together or be sad together if if your players are, you know, not producing as, as kind of we all hope they would going and into the got, season. Yeah. And if you guys have news and notes, if you guys have injury, we want you guys to be posting that information up there with over 130 teams in uh, in FBS and then even FCS that we have to keep uh, keep track of at times because of who they're playing in FBS. That's a lot of work to do. That's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, information that could easily slip through the cracks. So if you're somebody that is a, is a fan of a certain team or a certain conference, do not hesitate to get that information up there. We're counting on you guys to help supplement the information that we need. Uh, you may be paying attention to your favorite team's injury report, and that might be the information that we need to be able to get it out there to the community at large. So don't hesitate to ask questions. Don't hesitate to put those news and notes up there and injury reports and make this community something that's going to be the best in the bids. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. All right, BMAC, where can they find you? If you are not on the uh, the CFB Dynasty Discord, 
Where can they find you in personal life? Why don't you talk a little bit about Searchalytics? You mentioned Searchalytics at the beginning of every broadcast. What is it that Searchalytics does and why would somebody want to bring their business to your to Searchalytics? Oh, it's digital marketing agency I started back in 2019. So SEO, Google Ads, all that stuff, website design, we do all that. But um, yeah, for me, um, <clears throat> at CFB Dynasty on Twitter. How about you, man? Uh, you can get me at, uh, at at Dr. Anguish, Dr. Anguish. As you see in my name, I have hashtag team in sim. I'm one half of uh, In Symmetry Creations. We are content creation, comic writing, metal music playing, panel hosting, emceeing, all kinds of fun stuff in the pop culture world. Just got done with our hometown show, Cala Comic Con, this past weekend by a mile. The most uh, successful, highest attended, most insanely busy um, Ocala Comic Con ever, but that did not stop me from watching my NC State game and my Miami Dolphin game on the tablet during the show because I got to make sure my priorities are set straight. Um, <laughs> we'll uh, the next appearance for us. We're going to be at New York Comic Con in uh, two weeks. Two weeks from uh, two weeks from today, tomorrow, one of these days. Um, so if you're in the New York area and you go to New York Comic Con and you see us at uh, Artist Alley booth L27, feel free to come over. Let's get a picture together because we're not going to be up in New York very often. But uh, make sure you come over and uh, and say hey and say hey. I know you're from the CFB Dynasty podcast, and uh, and we can go from there. Heck yeah, man! Well, thanks, dude. I hope. Uh, what games are you going to be watching this weekend? I definitely am going to be watching everything I can possibly get my eyeballs on. I know uh, my daughter's got a uh, two games this weekend. She's got a noon game on Saturday, a four o'clock game on Sunday. So any game I can get up on my tablet. Um, I'm going to be watching as much as I possibly can because, uh, you know, especially the games that are going to feature my fantasy football guys. I'll tell you right now. I definitely yep. want to see my fantasy football guys watch those games as much as possible. What about you, BMAC? Heck yeah. Well, you know, I'm geared up for Florida, Tennessee. I I'm ready to just go be depressed for three and a half hours and pr pretty much just stay silent on the couch alone. Um, well, but, hey, but, uh... you're, you're, but you're, 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 your expectations are low right now. So, uh, you know, kind of mm -hmm. like how I felt when the Dolphins were down 28-7 in the fourth quarter to the Ravens this past week. Expectations are low, but you never know what can happen. So you never know. Anthony Richardson may have a rebound for you. And you might be right-eyed and bushy-tailed from the time we record this podcast next week. Let's hope so. <laughs> He's going to need it, uh, especially if middle linebacker's out again. We'll see. But anyways, that's all for me, man. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to the CFBDynasty.com podcast. Make sure that you're up there on cfbdynasty.com and you are subscribed so you can get the full list. We only talk about the top five in each position. We may not have even touched anybody that's on one of your teams. Go subscribe to cfbdynasty.com so you can get the full rankings. Get up there on the Discord so you can interact with the community. All these things might help you to be able to have the best chance of putting the best lineup on the field for you. My name is Matt Knowles. That dude over there on that side is Brian McElfish. We thank you for coming out. We'll see you next week.